Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I've been gone. I've been gone, but we're back. It is me, your main man, the same man. I know you might have forgot what my voice sounded like, so here's just a quick reminder for you. Hello, it's me. I was wondering if after all this... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Shout out Adele, man. Shout out Adele. Hey, man, we're back for another episode of The Marcus Hendricks Show. This is season two, episode four, which is funny to think because season two, episode three was released a month ago literally a month and two days ago right so i did take a month respite sabbatical i guess you would call it from podcasting not necessarily on purpose um just you know and then nothing bad or anything like that not that i've been working or whatever i had a week of about not i wouldn't even say i was uninspired i just had a week where i was like you know i wasn't feeling talking about the things that came up not that and then it's funny because what i'm bringing up to what we're going to talk about today is an amalgamation of what's come from this past month right so, you know, I had a little week where I was just like, you know, I'm not feeling it. And then that, that next week I was um, in Chicago for a week with my family. And yeah, so since then I was like, you know what, I'll wait. When the time comes, the time will come and I'll know when, it, when I want to hop back in the mic. And well, here we are, right? So today's episode, I kind of, because I guess we got to talk about some stuff. We got to get, I don't know. So we'll, we'll see how this flow, we'll see where the flow of the episode goes. Um, man, I, everybody have a great Black History Month. I hope you had a great Black History Month. I think we still need to talk about this this idea of you know it's funny when when we I if you've I've talked about it before my shirt and and wow okay see see how not on purpose but how we go straight into into what we're talking about with some I was a random thing I was bringing up in a different section okay so I've talked about before the shirt that I had back in high school that read that read Black History in the Making right and I've said before you know I had a coach back then that at one point the white coach and he asked me. Why does it have to say black history? And one, I'm like, well, dog, look, I didn't make the shirt, nor did I coin the term black history. Okay, so like that that one I can't tell you. But, you know, and I, I, I've i recently and more over, you know, the past year and then the past few weeks, past couple months, whatever, have been thinking about that in more depth ever since I brought it up or whatever and thinking, you know, what, is he, what did he mean by that? And yeah, why did it have to say black history? Well, it didn't have to say black history. It doesn't have to. I do not have to specify black history in the making except for when your overarching system right makes me have to specify because we have a black history month right we have a dedicated month to celebrating black history there's two sides i think you can look at it and ask this question and that's why you know i'm like it his question makes me ask questions and this question spawns more questions and the kind of conversation you would have with different individuals would be extremely interesting right so in the sense of us having a black history month um if black history you know, one of the protests I think recently has been the the reason that we have to to celebrate, specify, codify the separation of black to really put a separation, a, a divider there is not necessary. And I don't look at it as a divider as much as an identifier. And that's that's the issue that I the reason I find it no issue with it. Right. And it's an identifier. 
you know when it's being used as a separator and that's when it clearly doesn't work. But if, if we have to specify a time to celebrate, learn, talk about, you know, whatever black history, what does that one mean for the other 11 months of the year? Does it mean that we don't celebrate white history or general American history at all? Or does it mean that we separate completely black or not even separate, but put a, yeah, I mean, a divider between black history and general American history or white history. And then I guess that third question, do we consider, because I think that's where I, I, I lie on it is the reason we have to sep, uh, specify black history is because for so long, American history, history has been white history, not even just American history, history of the world of whatever has been whitewashed, white ridden, white history, right? It's white words, white lessons. So the reason I thought, you know, a shirt like that was so interesting is, and here's where we're going today, you know, today's episode is America's Worst Nightmare. The reason I'm America's Worst Nightmare is because me at 16 was wearing a t-shirt that said Black History in the Making. The reason I wore a t-shirt at 16 that said Black History in the Making was because I, I knew I was preparing, becoming, was born to be America's Worst Nightmare. Not just myself, right? To be young, gifted, and black, right? So, man, see, I, I love how that happens, man. It's, just, it's, it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. I, we, that's why I'm ready to go ahead and start doing videos. I wish y'all could see, you know, see how it goes when I'm in the in this zone, in the mode, when it's like, okay, yep, we got it. Because, ooh, I just be big smiles, big smiles, eyes open, um, I'm eating some gummy bears, so if you hear me smacking, mind your business. But, you know, we got two songs called, well, it's more than two songs, but Nina Simone and Jay-Z. So Nina Simone has the song To Be Young, Gifted, and Black. Jay-Z is just called Young, Gifted, and Black. Now, Jay-Z opens the, the song saying, I'm America's worst nightmare. I'm young, black, and gifted, and holding, I'm young, black, and holding my nuts like chia. So what I think is interesting about that line, and I always laugh at that is, what he means by America's worst nightmare is like quadruple sided. Like it's like three sided, right? But really, I mean, like if you want to say double sided, that's fine. But it is multi layer, like multifaceted in that sense. America's worst nightmare. That's not a, a, a bad individual, right? Like America's worst nightmare, you would hear that and you would think, you know, the person's going to bring the downfall to America, right? The person's going to overthrow the government, whatever it may be. Um, and not saying that, that that's not where, look, man, we are in the end of days. So. Literally just had to sip my tea because it's the end of days, the end of times, my oh my, <laughs> right? So yeah, like this, this shit is, this shit getting sticky, real sticky, right? But America's worst nightmare. Why is Jay-Z America's worst nightmare? Why am I America's worst nightmare? Why was Nina Simone America's worst nightmare? Why is John Morant America's worst nightmare? Kyrie Irving, America's worst nightmare. Kanye West, America's worst nightmare. Right. Why are these individuals? Why are we America's worst nightmare? What does that mean? What does it mean to be young, gifted and black? I think that's really the question, because it's it's funny how that's the same question. I'm America's worst nightmare. If you were to ask him why, his reply, I'm young, black and holding my nuts like Chia. Right. But here's the funny thing that follows up. He says next, y'all was in a pub having a light beer. I was at the club having a fight there. It, he goes and he's talking about, OK. So like we know we know who we're talking about. We're talking about Jay-Z in this in this line right here. We're talking about Jay-Z in the sense of America's worst nightmare. Me saying, you know, it doesn't mean a bad thing, but he also did sell drugs, right? He sold crack. So like it's something, yeah, you definitely did bring down some downfall, I guess, in that sense. Now, when you look at um and I keep I always forget my philosophy is there, but it as far as uh putting labels i didn't pay attention too much in that class utilitarianism i'm pretty sure is is thinking about the the total amount of good 
So, you know, you think about like um, the overall sum of something, if you subtract the bad from the good and your good is much just morally uh, much more significant, then you have lived a good life. You're, you are living a good life. You have done good. You're doing what you're supposed to do. You are fulfilling your duty, right? You're fulfilling your philosophical, your moral, um, your ethical duty to the world, to the people around you, whatever it may be. Uh, so I look at that. Okay. To be young, black and gifted, young, gifted and black, black, gifted and young, black, young and gifted. Well, I don't fucking care. Whatever. Nina Simone says young, gifted and black. Oh, what a lovely, precious dream to be young, gifted and black. Open your heart to what I mean. In the whole world, you know, there's a million, there's a million boys and girls who are young, gifted and black. And that's a fact. You are young, gifted and black. We must begin to tell our young there's a world waiting for you. Yours is a quest that's just begun. When you're feeling really low, <clears throat> yeah, there's a great truth that you should know. When you're young, gifted and black, your soul's intact. How to be young, gifted and black, or oh, how long, or oh, how I long to know the truth. There are times when I look back and I am haunted by my youth. Oh, but my joy of today is that we can all be proud to say, to be young, gifted and black is where it's at, is where it's at, is where it's at, right? So again, tying back and. The thing about both these songs, very short. I may just go ahead and run Jay-Z's verse. It's only one verse. Uh, so I may just drop that off real quick because it's, it's almost two extremes there, right? Like Nina Simone's version feels like a, it feels like the I have a dream speech, right? Oh, to be young, gifted, and black. Uh, there's a world, sorry, we must begin to tell our young, there's a world waiting for you. Yours is the quest that's just begun. So like I've, said, I've talked about before. I remember my dad, when, when my sister and I were young, Probably I would have been like five. She would have been three. We had a banister, you know, a banister in your house where you it overlooked. It would overlook like from our bedrooms, overlook the kitchen, living room, whatever. And we would come out, and every morning, my dad, my stepmom, and my sister and I would stand at the, at the banister, and he would have us. I'm black and I'm proud. I'm black and I'm proud. I'm black and I'm proud. And I always, you know, as I've gotten older, I realize like how much that even just that, you know, small. I guess not small, but that instance that energy what that did for me how that instilled black and black pride in me but the it's not black pride in the same and there and here's why it's funny if i say black history and white power or white pride those are two completely different things right because white power white pride is a separator that is that is to separate individuals right we're talking about division black power black pride black history is all about inclusion it literally is saying to be identified, to say, hey, we have a space, right? So that's part of it. And I, I think I always knew that, but the, we must begin to tell our young part. So that's what that was. It was, yeah, coach, because you are the person you, I don't, I, me at 16, 16 year old Marcus didn't have his father in his life. His father was taken from him by gun violence. That is a direct, it's one of those. It's it's very funny how that how that kind of shit all connects. But it only connects when you choose to learn the lessons from it. That's the thing. It only connects when you choose to let it. Okay, let's let's put this math together. Eight year old me loses his father, or seven seven eight year old me, and that two thousand eight lose my dad to gun violence in Chicago to nigga having guns that he should. But you look at that that situation probably very much you know connected to the history of us as a people in this country, you can look at parallels and say, okay, yep, that makes sense how that kind of thing can occur, right? You grow up with no father figure, male role model to really give you a look. So who do I have, who do I go to to say, you know what? That's the guy that, that can steer me in the right direction. Jay-Z, 
That's who I that's who I look to for all of my life, most of my life. We've talked about that. But I also did have some great coaches. And the coach I'm talking about, like, don't get me wrong. I loved I loved Coach Kimball. Like Coach Kimball's not a bad guy. And I knew it was a genuine question, a fair question even, from his perspective, his point of view. But upon realizing that it was a fair question from his perspective is the very reason I have to wear the shirt, right? Because if I'm allowing his viewpoint of the world, how he sees the world or how he sees my world that he has no clue about, right? Like no, literally not a bit of, so quick little, you know, like antidote, Coach Campbell, and this is no, this is no way to put him on blast or anything. So if, if somebody's like, oh, Kimball, I know that name. It's, it doesn't matter. It was like, seven years ago <laughs> Kimball was from hope arkansas his his crown their crowning achievement is having like the world's largest watermelon like he was extremely excited about that used to fucking brag on it bro so understand like he came from a place where like he would say hope arkansas you'd be like where is that oh it's the world it has the world's largest watermelon versus me who is like where are you from chicago oh brother oh man you ever you ever seen anybody get shot no, <laughs> like, no, but like that kind of, you never rolled through the ghetto and never been close. Right. So it's like, if I'm, if I'm relying on my, on your experiences to dictate my future, your past, your knowledge, your understanding of the world to dictate how I see it, then I wouldn't wear, but I have to wear the black history in the making shirt. And then the other side was, it's true. Right. Like that was the other side. It was like, it's just a fact. I am black history in the making. I am black history now today, tomorrow, and yesterday, right? So I, there's some within that that just, I, it, it's interesting. And again, we'll, you know, push forward, but it all ties in. Like, like I said, if you look for the lessons, if you allow yourself to learn them, you're like, oh, wait a minute. Okay. Connection, connection. Ah, big picture makes a whole lot more sense, right? When you can find the cut, when you know what the colors are in the picture, the, the picture gets a lot more clear. So me bringing up John Morant, Kyrie Irving and Kanye West, which these are names I have. I've, obviously, Jaw's situation is fairly recent. Kyrie and Kanye, I've spoken on here and there, but not necessarily in depth, right? Excuse me. So if you know, and my thing with with Kanye, I am not a Kanye defender because that's not my job, right? Like I'm, I think people have for a while thought I was some sort of Kanye defender. I don't know that man from like personally. I don't know Kanye, but here's the reason I'm a Kanye advocate. I'm a Kanye truther, at least. I don't know Kanye personally, but I know Kanye because Kanye is me and I am him, right? Kyrie, John Morant, they are me and I am them. Jay-Z, he is me and I am him, right? So it's under, but this is where, you know, and again, talking talking about Coach Kimball just now, if I'm going to allow myself to, to let his worldview from his experiences dictate how I see the world, well, we're, I'm going to be in a, in a, broken space because we're just not coming from the same perspective we're not going to be able to these individuals on the other hand hey like like j cole says in january 28 because i'm from that same place that you from he's talking about him and jay he say that talking about the slums i'm talking about that mindset to keep a black nigga dumb it's that the the mental model that they this programming that asks you why do you have to wear a shirt that says black history in the making it's the programming that tells you you shouldn't be saying I'm America's worst nightmare because I'm young, black and gifted. It's the programming that doesn't want you to believe that that not only doesn't want you to believe. And it, it was funny. I think I brought this up in a previous episode as well. Back, uh, I think maybe October or November, I was out at a coffee shop, just getting some work done, sitting there I was uh, out in the you know the little front patio that they had. It's a beautiful day. White guy walks up. He's, he's like, um, at first, there was no seats, I think, for him to sit. 
I was like, yeah, you can sit with me at this, you know, at my table, whatever. So he sat there for a minute. Then the table next to me opened up. So he moved over there. But he was literally, I mean, we were like still in the same kind of positioning next to each other type thing. So I, we were still talking. And when I, you know, he asked me, and it's funny enough, we were talking about this very podcast. Uh, it didn't have, you know, didn't have the name yet. Wasn't 100% sure what the model of it was going to be. I just knew what the message was going to be because I knew what the, I, I know what my mission is. I know my purpose is. I know what the fuck I like to talk about. I know me well enough to know, right? Again, I was wearing the shirt, the red, black hair, the making when I was 16. This six years later, I said like, this shit ain't nothing new. This shit ain't nothing new, okay? Um, nothing new, okay? But uh, yeah, and he, asked, he, he says, he asked me who my target audience was. And I remember I said, people like me. He asked me, he's like, well, you know, but what do you mean specifically? And I was like, no, I, I understand, you know, them, look, again, marketing is my discipline. So like, I understand the idea of customer segments and archetypes and I get that. I was like, no, that's not, that's not what I mean. Like when I say people like me, I can't put a specificity to that because that would be doing the very same limiting that I'm trying not to, that I'm, you know, trying to break. When I say people like me though, I do, you know, there is a, the same way I've said before, come one, come all. Like, I'm not going to exclude anybody from being a part of these conversations, from hearing what I have to say, anything like that. I want everybody who wants to know to have a chance to hear it. Uh, but there's also a great understanding that a lot of people are not going to agree. They're not just simply not going to understand. They're not going to like it. It's going to bother them. It's going to rub them the wrong way. And that's that's too bad on them. But my thing was to him, I'm like, yeah, I want, you know, the younger black, the you know, the younger black girls and boys rising up, you know, the ones with creative spirits that maybe feel like they don't have a place, whether it be in school or just in this world in general. The ones that have been told what they can and can't be or what they can and can't do, what they should and shouldn't do, what they should and shouldn't be. I, I and that, that was what's funny, because what he his reply in that second was or what he replied to that last part was he says, you know, it's interesting about that. I have uh, he's like, I think he said my sister, my sister. Yeah, his sister is married to a black man and they have mixed kids. And he was like, and, but they live in Denton. And I'm pretty sure. Like I said, I think I brought this up on here. He says, uh, yeah, and they, I don't I don't know of them ever having been told what they can and can't be. And I was like, okay, one, hey, maybe that's their experience. That's their situation. I, I can't speak to that. Two, do you actually know for a fact? Like, do you know this or are you just assuming? Three, it's very possible that, yeah, like your mixed race, bira like your biracial uh, nieces, nephews, whatever, growing up in Denton or DFW didn't experience some of this. Like, it's, yeah, it's, I can see how that could happen. Like, I mean, it's possible. Okay, that's fine. But I'm like, but there's and they're not the people like me, not not to, you know, again, not to separate them, but they're not the people like me. This extends battery power by limiting. OK, got it. Uh, and then, yeah, but I'm thinking, you know who, again, the way I they those kids couldn't listen because his parents, those kids, parents probably couldn't listen to a Jay-Z or a Kanye song and be like, yep, I know home. I mean, a song like Homecoming by Kanye. Yeah, nigga, I feel every word and feel all of it. Except, well, I wasn't I wasn't gang affiliated. He said, "Got it. I was gang affiliated. Got a TV and told on me. Oh, I've no, no, no gang banging for me. I wasn't around long enough to start gang banging. <laughs> but and I say, so what, what was interesting? Okay, and, and pointing back to this, this idea of America's worst nightmare. I said we were talking. He's like, you know, he's asking me, what's the purpose of that? I'm like, I for so long, I think I was never really, I wasn't too much told what I could or couldn't be, but also I'm me." What I got a lot more of was what I should and shouldn't do. I, I people because of what people could, you know, what I very clearly emanate 
and what people can sense, what they can feel about me, the ambition, the purpose, the drive, the passion, it radiates. I know that. And when you have an individual like myself, the reason, and that's why it's so, that's, the reason you're America's worst nightmare is because it can go either way. You can be Hitler or you can be uh, uh, Martin Luther. Here's the thing. They still killed Martin. They killed Martin and they killed Malcolm. They killed Fred Hampton. Like these individuals that the reason they're not America's worst nightmare for, for evil or for bad. They're America's worst nightmare because it's this. Jay-Z says, put me anywhere on God's green earth. I triple my work. And there's this. I And he said this. That was this. You don't know. So I think, oh, one when the blueprint dropped. Um, let's see. When did the blueprint drop? It's so Naval, Naval Ravikant, which I've talked about him a lot before, you know, somebody I very much follow in and think is a, you know, great inspiration. He talks about, uh, give me one second. I've got to pause. I mean, uh, yeah, he talks about wealth as far as, you know, the game of wealth and getting rich without getting lucky. And one thing that he brings up within that is if, if he says, I, I believe in myself enough or not even just believe in myself, but he's like, but I, I believe that if you place me in any alternate timeline, you know, or if you took put me anywhere on this in the world without the resources or the, you know, the in the position I'm already in without the success I've already had, I still believe I would get here, if not further. Like, I know I would along the very same lines. Now, this is 20 some years apart that this was said, but very much true. Right. And what I know to be, you know, evident about that, what I really realized what both of those brought it full circle for me, you know, connecting the dots on the two and realizing, oh, they're talking about the same shit is it's this thing. Put me anywhere on God's green earth, I'll triple my worth. Is not about money. It's about influence. It's about power. What Naval is talking about, it's about influence. It's about power. It's about game being able to play the game. Like it's it's the idea that regardless of what position you put me in, I have the skills. I will, you know, the drive and ambition to go for it, to find the knowledge, the the motive, the ability to motivate, inspire, to bring people together. And I realize that when you have an individual that has that power that power to bring people to utilize whatever medium is available nigga like me i'm gonna attack the podcast every social media outlet i'm word of mouth bitch you're gonna hear this message you're gonna get you're gonna get this food and you're gonna eat good okay i'll force feed a motherfucker i don't care you're gonna get this food right so it's like when you when you i think when you realize that that's what makes somebody's america's worst nightmare because he can use that power for good or bad and then and then and then you get to the second line i'm young black and holding my nuts like chia and the reason that that last part holding my nuts right i'm i'm, I'm because it's it's this understanding and then there's an understanding that i'm holding my nuts like chia because not only do i know you're afraid but i know what you don't know i know that you're scared and I know that you're scared of me in general, and you're scared because you think that I'm going to use my power for evil. When in reality, I'm out to like, like, like Nas said, who forever. I just act like I'm civilized. Really, what's in my mind is taking a billion black motherfuckers and take over J.P. Morgan, Goldman and Sachs, and teach the world facts and give Saudi their oil back. Or when he said, I like to teach and build. <laughs> I like to teach and build to brothers about how easy it is to make a meal. Or you need some skills, and it's grind time. It's that. It's it's the. I'm holding my nuts like chid because I know that you don't know. I know that you don't know that I'm here for liberation. I'm here for unity. It's not a revolution. It's not retribution. It's not a get back. It's a get up. Right. And that, but that is where I look at 
the and and the reason I brought up Ja, Ja is is on a different I guess line than Kyrie and Kanye in this sense, but also not a different line because and maybe I'll, I'll separate them. The real thing about Ja, I don't like the way this Ja situation has been handled because of how public it's been. I realize it's and it's funny because I don't think I I just caught wind of that today. Like that's how I felt. But I remember last night I was watching um, the Mazen Warriors game. And it was something about just watching it made me laugh thinking, you know how many like celebrities or and it, fuck the celebrity stardom thing. Just I've said it before. I've talked about it a bunch of times. I've told my guys about, you know, the idea of and this is the me thing. There's eight billion people in this world. Let's just throw a number out there and, and you know, split it. Let's say four billion are women. OK, let's say not even half. Let's say a quarter of those women are attractive. Right. We're not we're not going to say bad. Nothing like that. Attractive at the least. Um, I think what's Siri talking about? Sorry, I got Siri popping up. Um, yeah, I'm like that. It, it blows my mind to think like, oh, damn, never be able to meet those individuals. There's how many of those individuals you'll never know exist. That's crazy to me. But it's the it's the, I think it's the people that you do know exist. It's the the star athletes, the you know, your favorite performer or just whoever it may be. I don't even I'm saying, I don't want to attach the stardom thing to it to sound like a groupie. I don't mean it in that way, but like it, it will. If I never get to meet Jay Z or Nas, that will pain me. I I don't I can't imagine leaving this earth without getting to meet my two biggest idols in this world outside of like my you know my parents. I couldn't imagine that. Like that would blow me, right? So I think you know the reason I thought about that I was you know the job thing. It connected just thinking. Yeah, but these are still regular niggas. Like, you know, they're, they're, it's very possible that you could just be friends with, like, not, you're not saying very possible, but people like there's normal non-stars, non-celebrities, non-rich people. Like, they have non-rich friends, right? It was like, nah, yeah, that, that could be. I was like, and I could also see a situation where there are plenty of people who maybe are not celebrities or superstars, again, and, and maybe not filthy rich, well-off wealthy, that have the connections or in the position or in the space where they they can meet these different they're around these different people like no issue it's, it's normal it's, it's nothing out of the ordinary right but then coming this morning and realizing like yeah this josh shit like okay good thing about the josh situation and the reason the reason i connected to Kyrie and, and kanye is because of the publicity behind what is not simple mistakes whatsoever i won't call either any of them having done simple mistakes but also the the crucifixion of individuals that is like here's the thing they crucified jesus i get don't agree with it but i get how that occurs when you see a threat that is a, a threat not just to your position of power but to your your being at all like there's again we're you know talking about this idea of the the majority becoming the minority and this great fear this great fucking oh anxiety that they have of shit we have done so many bad things we have done so much wrong we've consolidated so much power we've oppressed so many people what happens when they become the majority what happens when they the power is in their hands there's this fear of retribution right so like, that's when, when you see you see somebody going around laying hands and healing people walking on water feeding people with fish and with barely any food turning water and, yeah like you like okay you got all these people following you they was upset they was hurt they was jealous okay we got it similar thing that's what okay that's what i mean like so you you crucified him because of yeah the actual ability to to tear down but that's the other side again we're talking about 
the possibility to, to take power and to use it for good, to utilize it for purpose. I don't know how many people heard the part in the Kanye interview. It's get free time. I don't know how many people heard the part in the Kanye interview of talking, you know, talking about us as a people, as a black people, as a culture, needing to do a better job of accessing, resourcing and sharing information with each other so that we may live, be liberated. Right. That's like I'm, I'm huge on the Freedom Act. And here's the thing about freedom. I realized recently because we and I, I've said it, but I, this is not a recent revelation, but I said, you know, somebody, it was a tweet that I had saw. This is six, seven months ago. They were like, what is the most expensive thing in this world? And immediately, I, freedom. Freedom is the most expensive thing you can do. It's the most expensive thing that you can buy. Here's the thing about that word can. Not everybody can buy it because of its, because of its price. Freedom does not have a monetary price. Freedom has a, a sacrifice, a time price. And, and can speaks to capacity and ability, yes, but it's so broad. Or, or not broad, that, that can word is so broad in that sense, but the actual action, the actual necessity of, you know, what it takes, that sacrifice, that, you know, what, you, what you're putting in, the sweat, equity, that time and effort, it's so specific that it takes more than just capacity. It takes willingness. It takes, dis we, we talk about this. That's why certain people get to the top and others don't. It takes ability, capacity, willingness, discipline, motivation, like, and even then, it's not like the shit's just open. It, okay, a zero-sum game means that anybody who plays has a chance at winning, and no, anybody who is playing does not lose by adding more players. You know, you, and you think about, like, um, economics, okay? So when you have the reason how monopolies exist, how you form a monopoly, and, and the, how you stay a monopoly is barriers to entry. It's saying... As an aviation company, as an airline, so if you're an if you're an aviation company, it's going to be very hard for me, Marcus Hendricks, to open up Hendricks Airlines or Hendricks Aviation and compete with American. That's going to take generations, right? It 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 would take generations in such a way that it's almost not worth it because that initial effort is probably going to be for not. It's going to take generations in the, in such a way that generation two is almost starting from. It's probably going to start from where now again i kind of call cat because i'm talking about me i capacity ability discipline motivation willingness all there and i do have resources that others i have access to resources and opportunities and, and processes and systems that others just don't because i set my life up that way over time the compounding interest of it the compound effect but also the people who have come before me have done so my family has done so for me not not everybody's put in those situations right we understand that you know coming up in different circumstances environments and atmospheres also dictates heavily your success and your trajectory right and, and but that's even where it comes into this and i i know i'm in somewhat of a tangent now but i'm not at all when you think about how much the difference perfect fucking example perfect example in if you've seen the movie you people when um uh, damn, now I feel like a hoe. Why can't I think of Lauren London? Why can't I think of Lauren's name? When when Book's character was, when she was doing, you know, she was a graphic designer, or costume, yeah, costume designer, and she is presenting a design for this these two white guys. Toward the end of the little interview, whatever, she's like, yeah, so these are my sketches, haha, whatever. And they're like, oh, yeah, nice. And they were like, we love it. It's awesome. And we love that you went to Harvard. And she says, oh, no, I went to Howard. And if you know Howard's thing is the real H U, H U, 
You know, am I allowed to do that? Don't get on me. Don't get on me. Where y'all the bison? Uh, I'm I'm like I'm I'm uh <laughs> I'm a Howard student or like soon to be Howard. I want to get like an honorary degree from Howard. Them Howard MCAT NCAT or FAMU. But you know, pointing back, and then they talk about this. There's an article that I'm I'm gonna tweet it out. So you know, if you'll see it on my Twitter, I loved it. It was a great uh, listen, but it was talking about college admissions at these Ivy, you know, Ivy leagues, and at these prestigious schools. And it was very funny that to realize, like, oh wait a minute, yeah, because what happens when you go to a Harvard or even when you go to Howard too, like no question. But when you go to Harvard or Georgetown or Yale or or Tufts or any of these schools, right, any of these Ivies, any of these prestige schools, there's an understanding that two things are happening by just simply through you being a student. Two things are occurring. One, you are being admitted, right? When you're admitted to that school, you are now admitted into a, a um, almost rare air, you know, a, a group of people who, as far as the power players, um, the, the ability for influence, the ability to the platforms alone, the, the, Network, the network, I don't know why I can think of that word. The network that you come into is is so vast and so powerful that you simply just have to be, here's my notes. To be young, gifted, and black, based on Jay and Nina Simone, Jay, Ja, Ye, and Kyrie. Here's where my notes notes start. That was just, you know, kind of my intro. Having to be twice as excellent, right? Realizing how my life has been impacted by nepotism slash succession and our lack of it, right? So I would be in the same position as we, uh, as we say, the white kids have were not for the conditions of. So again, we're you know going back to it. That's what it all connected, right? So, regardless of race, regardless of gender, any of those things, you're a Harvard student. You're in that space, right? Like you are now in that network. You are now part of that network. But specifically, yeah, like if you are a Harvard student who came from Palo Alto, California, and your dad uh, owns a tech startup, or your parents, you know, one run the tech startup, one's the um, president of Montessori school that only uh, NBA athletes kids go to and you clerked for some, you know, uh, federal for some circuit court judge or some, some federal judge because him and your dad are buddies and, or he's your uncle, right? Like he'd be at the dinner table every week. So you got him. So now you got an intern. You had an internship coming out of high school at 17, right? That, that, Put you into this space it's it's all these different things that categorize that identify they it's the status right and that's very funny we were talking about the wealth game the wealth game anybody who does play can win status game not only is it not that anybody who plays can win but not everybody can play world game not everybody can play as well but everybody yeah, th that takes the willingness, the willingness is the part status game takes much. You have to have the access to resources, to the network, um, to the different platforms. Infrastructure is a huge thing. Then we forget how majorly. And, and I think since the pandemic, especially it's it's changed. This dynamic has changed. And I think that's why we're in such a fucking. Oh, my God. The upside down, bro. Like we're in the upside down because we have forgotten how important communal spaces are. We all got so used to being alone. And here's the thing about being alone. I am finding, have found, continuing to find, will forever be finding the balance between the way I like my, my alone time and the way I utilize it. When I'm alone, I don't like being alone just for the sake of being alone. I'm alone so that when I come here, I can give you an hour of fucking fire. I can give you an hour of some game or some knowledge or some information that that you probably haven't thought of in a certain light. You haven't looked at or you're not even aware of it because that's what I spend my time alone doing. 
but I also utilize my time with others to draw and pull from the world, right? So I have to have both sides of it. I gotta see both sides of the coin. It's it's an, and we as human beings in general are social creatures. I think we're we're getting that seems to be something that I hear more and more every day or like every you know on a regular basis it's like okay people keep almost buzzwordish but it's not a buzzword amongst the general culture amongst the general populace it's a buzzword amongst people like me you know the thought leaders um the i guess you would say influence not not that being me but like um i guess i can't even think of another word for it. influencers like the only word i could think of but like you know the actually the the real life creatives that are talking about real shit we keep we keep hearing this thing about humans being social animals as if it's a reminder which it is it's like a reminder but we're, we're almost hearing it as if it's um new information and it's like you got to know this you got to know this everybody's forgetting because i think we are i think a lot of people are forgetting that we are indeed social creatures and the thing about being a social creature like a social creature is not the club truthfully i i, I and i i'm i'm cool i say this as i'm you know sipping my little wine but i'm so behind the sobriety movement here's why or the, the, and even I say, as I sip my wine, but I barely drink because not just the sobriety movement, but even if it's the cutting way back on alcohol consumption, cause that's the only reason you have clubs. Like I don't go to bars. I don't really go to bars like that no more. Any of that stuff. I don't, it's just no purpose. Right. And if I'm not going to drink, I'd much rather either we chill and smoke like we can smoke and chill or like, let's go get into something. Let's go experience something. Let's, let's hoop together. Like let's me and the guys getting together and hooping like that's community. Right, we're active, we're joking around, we're having fun, we are in, in a no, you know, pause, joking, no homo way, like in a serious way, there's physical contact, you know, um, there's play involved, all of these different aspects that make community, that make being around individuals, that make life worth living. Like think playing basketball with your boys is the epitome of like that. When somebody asks you like, what is the meaning of life? At age 22 right now, like, it's hooping with the guys. It's right, like it's the it's a nice smoke sesh with the guys where we we have a Madden or two K tournament, right? The competition, the play, that whatever aspects of it are involved, because that's what brings community together, right? And I'm, I think uh, I might I I did lose a little bit on that tangent. I know where I was, uh, but oh yeah, with some other communal spaces, infrastructure, not having infrastructure, not having spaces, and and we know I think this definitely I know it gets talked about amongst black change makers, black activists, black, um, you know, I don't know, I won't say politician or political pieces like, but the people who are trying, the culture curators, the people who are trying to push the culture forward, if you notice the conversation between us all centers around space, we need spaces, we need places to be, whether it's online or offline, real world or it's virtual shit. Forget them, stop building the metaverse, hold off on the metaverse for a second, and how about you go give the kids and 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 uh we like how about you go put a basketball hoop at our parks in chicago <laughs> like we didn't have a hoop we used to we used to go out there and play basketball right and our this is our school park right like, it's not just a city park this is a chicago this is a school we had the monkey bars that was our hoop the little opening in the monkey bars that was our hoop we didn't have no basketball hoop we used to go out there with our balls and we would hey and that's how we but we was gonna play the game we was gonna get the game and we was gonna get them runs nigga. we was gonna get them runs right but it's bitch you weren't women shooting in the gym i realized though but yeah like not having those spaces because that is how you build network like they're 
it, it's a it's a real fucking funny i think when people when we talk about the systemic shit we don't get down to the real nitty-gritty for real we don't get down to the nitty-gritty for real okay slavery built these schools <laughs> let's, hey, let's, let's let's go ahead and call the spade a spade real quick slave labor built these fucking schools economically and you know late as far as the labor capital like financially and labor built slave labor built these schools okay and then you kept us out of them okay and then a hundred years later you still use them as as separators going to harvard is wearing a shirt that says white history in the making without ever putting clothes on right but nobody questions that nobody asks you if you ask if you ask a um gosh i mean yeah like a, a harvard kid a kid that's going to harvard why harvard instead of unt like i go to or, or why harvard instead of even fucking howard which i would tell them you don't need to be at howard white people stop going to our fucking schools for real for real and then that's just dead ass stop going to our schools here's the thing stop going to our schools when we can barely go to our schools bro like we already the people who is because because I, I i this is we're already 45 minutes in and i'm wanting to go this is why i'm like i need to be I need to be up on somebody's stage soon enough. I'm getting up on, I say somebody's stage. That's why I'm building my own stage. That's literally what I've been doing, what the, what the entire mission is. Cause, cause I, I need to be in front of some people. I need y'all to feel this passion. Cause I'm real serious about this. Here's, here's the thing about the HBCUs and, and HBCUs versus those other spaces, you know, versus a Howard, I mean, versus a Harvard, like a Harvard versus a Howard. If I go to Howard, me going to Howard is the equivalent of a legacy, you know, going to Harvard or something. But the reason it's not, again, it's perception. Perception is so much reality in that way. Um, and again, talking about the spaces, you build network in that sense. You're, you're meeting. Let's 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 pull back on that one. Let's pull back on that one. I ain't going to that one today. I said, realizing how my life has been impacted by nepotism or succession, because because here's the thing. And I realized this last week. And it actually, it made me laugh because I was like, yo, that's crazy. You know, they talk about like taking back what the devil stole from you. And here's why this shit is fucking crazy, right? Here's why this whole systemic racism and the history of, of America and why reparations are 100% called for and needed, okay? And here's why we, will ne we won't move forward until reparations are so access. Not that that's why, but we've talked to, and I, I've talked about it on here before, maybe episode one or two, it was early on, about this idea of their head start. They have a head start, right? You have a head start due to slavery, have a head start due to you emancipate Jim Crow and segregation and Cointelpro and uh, the CIA. And you, know, you, you killed off the Black Panthers who were beating fucking kids in the hood. Uh, you got cop killers out here. Uh, you redlining, fucking the education system, incarceration, like it's crack. There's so many things that we actually can pull up and be like, yo, dog, like it's not, let's not play this fucking game and pretend it's not pretend that the shit's not happening or like it hasn't been happening. That's when I was saying like, oh, wait a minute. Nah, yeah, they did have a head start and damn everything so far, like everything that followed has been successive. I mean, success successful <laughs> well yeah everything that's been successive has been successful as far as maybe not excuse me maybe not pushing us further down but not allowing us to stand up like you think about like if you're in a you know a, a fight right and say maybe you're not throwing or you you're throwing haymakers so not only are you throwing haymakers but the nigga you're fighting 
he he you're throwing haymakers and they're really not hurting him like he's not because i was mm, damn man see that's why i've been wanting to fucking just talk because that just brought some whole not whole different but like another thought just and we're, we're going to dive into that too we'll dive into it right now because you think about resilience and, and and my mom was saying recently we were on the phone and she was like you know as far as the different races specifically but as far as the different cultures and in this country and you know whether it be immigrants or natives or brought here by, not by choice there's different you know aspects attributes that that define a group of people right and when you think about you know whether it be community like family like i would say amongst my uh my brown brothers and sisters my my latinx mexicans they're they're family them and men i'd probably see like the italians family and maybe really the italians family i would say my my brown brothers and sisters um probably hard work fucking they're gonna go crazy on whatever they got to do to make shit happen just so grinders uh for us for black people it's creativity right and it, but it's this creativity that i've been talking about along every you know that's run its lines through every episode through every conversation through everything that i do creativity and understanding that that does not mean you make music or you make a podcast or whatever it means they gave us like like ho said we started without food in our mouth you gave us pig intestines okay what we do ham hocks pig feet pig knuckles pig knuckles nigga pig knuckles come on now Niggas making pig knuckles, right? The reason that we have black men specifically that we are so, you know, we're morbidly obese, we have hypertension and all these different cardiac diseases and we die of, uh, die, you know, fucking heart attacks and we all have diabetes is because, and that, that, I'm like, I, that one, I do wonder what's the intention. Like, did they know, yo, they shouldn't be eating this shit? They, the only way they can, they can eat this is they make it taste amazing whatever but we talk about real resilience that that teflon energy like that's what we that's what we represent the thing about it is and i brought this up this is where if you know so much of my like my drive you know when when, when it comes down to telling my story down the line and they ask me where did you get started like you know where did this whole where did this all start and my answer will be well you know it started way way long ago like way long i'm sorry way long ago but where it really started for real was about last year, last spring, early last spring, when I the Teflon idea came around and I just realized, holy shit, we and this is as a society in general, but as but specifically as a as a culture, as a black people, we have been and continue to be stress tested. You know, when you think about think about a car and how do they when they get the NHTSA safety ratings or, you know, they're like um, Kelly Blue Book safety ratings, the crash testing. If you ever seen the smart car and how they were able to tell you that it could be it could take like I don't fucking know like a however many tons of, of weight and like you wouldn't die like it wouldn't get crushed like the chassis of it was so strong well you had to sit a fucking uh dump truck on top of the bitch like you have to when you're when you're testing the crash rating the safety rating of a vehicle and do the airbags work right in order to know if the airbag bags deploy you gotta crash the car so our car has been crashed a lot and sometimes we it's reckless driving say be reckless driving sometimes we let the little nigga without a license we like we the nigga who's getting his learner's permit we let him drive the car and he just didn't know what he was doing yet you just don't know he just don't know yet but more often than not it's been the nigga running the red light or like that that like the, the nigga who, who sideswiped us 
on purpose. Like the nigga who's just like, oh, black person hit him. <laughs> like jokingly, but not joking at all. Uh, yeah, it's it's this this stress test that says, and we know this again, going from history, it's it's wild to think how how direct some of this stuff is. Cause that's I think that's the reason that you have people who say racism doesn't exist anymore. Systemic racism has passed, whatever they want to, or systemic racism doesn't exist. It's not, you know, there's not a system that's holding you down. There's not, whatever. Because for them, back, 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 way back in the day, 300 years ago, the stress test that they did on black people was was actual, it was, uh, damn, why can't I, the Tuskegee, you know, the Tuskegee experiment. It was using uh, black cadavers, digging up black grave, black grave sites, black bodies from grave sites to do medical experiments on. It was taking black women to do medical experiments on and not, or, you know, um, reproductive experiments on and not giving them anesthesia because as far as you convinced yourself, not as far as you knew or believed, we're not going to fucking lie about it. That's that's one thing I need is I want the shit to stop like these motherfuckers and we, we're going to say they these them. They convinced themselves of superiority right that's that's where this is i think it comes a lot down to is like they convince themselves be, out of out of fear out of a need to you know when you think about like this idea of, of be the ceo of your own life write your own story write your ticket you know control your narrative they got so spun up in control of the narrative out of a need to out of a fear of the power of the individuals that they because all you had you you had guns nigga. like when you got guns look rock may be scissors and paper may be rock but when I sure ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. So it was like rock, paper, scissors is nothing when a nigga gun or what's the uh, what's the game we used to play back in FCA bear gun. I forget. But like it's like bear hunter and then something else. And it was like, yeah, like the hunter always wins. He's got the gun. Now drop the gun. Bet that bear kick his ass. I bet that bear maw at that stupid ass. But when he got the gun, buckshot, buckshot. Shout out, Dave. So yeah, I'm looking at, and again, it, it's 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 history that when you think about like history repeating itself, and and this, because <laughs> because now I'm I'm kind of opening up a line of thought that I hadn't gone into myself. So I'm thinking it out loud, and y'all are getting it. This idea, and I, I said it before on here, of learning from history does not mean learning about history. Like it's not just learning it and then it's oh okay that happened. It's learning from it. Like truly, in order to not repeat it, and you're talking about the stress testing, like, and I'm not sure that I could pull, and that's the thing. I, that's where I was getting at with that is, I'm not sure that I could pull up a direct example that would be, you know, so physically and and immediately evident as what happened, you know, back back in the day. But also, I can, you know, like the the more the infant and mother mortality rate amongst Black women is is fucking ridiculous. So that alone. You know, like when you think of like going in, it, it's the, it's me going into my doctor's office and her having a literal like panther out. I'm outside today. I'm, I'm recording outside. It feels amazing. So I had to shout out spring, man. I'm, I, the weather changed. I get a battery in my back. Second, the second the equinox hit and, and that, uh, that daylight saving change, nigga, I get a battery in my back. So yeah, I go into my doctor's office and she has her information that she has sharing with her patients in the in, in there is talking about medical marijuana. I brought it up generally just asking a question like, you know, as far as, um, you know, the, the process of it, whatever. And essentially like her won't go into the like, super detail, but basically calling me 
I'm not even, I don't even remember, not a, like calling me a liar about it, about some stuff. And it was, it was very wild the way that experience, like I was, I, I was shocked. I walked out there. I was like, yeah, I'm good. Like, I'm not, no. It was like, you're not getting your money. You're not getting none from me. Cause I was, it was just a wild uh, reaction. It was a wild experience. It was a wild conversation, but it was like, it, it was my first, it was my first time realizing it was my first time seeing it and saying, oh shit, this is, this is that. This is the, you're just trying to get over on me. This is the, no, we're not going to prescribe you uh, anything to, to, man to manage the pain because you're just going to abuse the drugs, which, and this, this part don't have nothing to do with what we're talking about, but isn't that a, isn't that a funny, funny thing how we do the, or how they do the, no, we're not going to give you medicine because you might abuse the drugs. You might get addicted. My nigga, shouldn't that reflect much more on the pharm pharmaceutical industry? Like, shouldn't that big pharma, shouldn't that make them look worse than the, okay. Oh, but right. We're quicker to bail out banks than we are to, okay. Yeah, no. Understood. Because again, America's worst nightmare. Why would you give a people that you've harassed, raped, beaten, killed, literally tried to eradicate or trying to eradicate like, why would you not even get, it's not, why would you give them an ounce of power? Because what's funny within that too, is what we're seeing. And that's where I didn't go into Ja, Kyrie and, and Ye. Cause I didn't too much have to, to be honest, but I will right here. That's why you're more, the, the two things you will do, you'll very, or those three things you'll do. It's three things that happen. Okay. You're going to take a black woman with the white husband, put her in a position of power and put her, put her fucking face everywhere. You know, put her face everywhere right that's gonna happen you're going to take a black man making us truly like a, um the idea of it makes that's what i was like when it, you know the those three individuals their situation far from like dire consequences far well and i won't say that for jaw again like separate situation but even still the way you go about it is is the butt breaking it's the look what happens when you get out of line nigger that's that that's that it's the don't wear a black history in the making shirt because that's no because we're not gonna we're not gonna allow you to be so right or the third thing that happens is truly stupid shit you have niggas doing stupid shit and that's all they want to broadcast right you got the shade room and uh no jumper all these different whatever academics all them look i got all that shit blocked i got it muted blocked everything i mean i don't want to see none of that because then you know nigga retweet elon with the for you shit which you know the thing about stuff like that like the for you my twitter for you is so fucking flawed because it's either only the same shit or it's all it's, it has this stuff that has none of that it's not for me right but you realize like there's an agenda there probably i i, now I don't i'm not saying there's an agenda but there's an agenda and i know this coming from you know from being inside marketing and understanding how that shit how you you know do that i'm a i'm very it's, it's funny. I'm a very interesting individual in comparison with the algorithm. I'm I'm one of the people that, and I don't, you know, I know if I were to be doing a test, any type of survey, any type of market research, I would be coming to me first because the interest and the the you know, it's so I'm so broad. It's it's and that this is not like a two horn, but the depth of my you know experience of my insight of my you know interest and knowledge is is so broad and ranging that it's. You're going to get a perspective about everything, but you're going to get a perspective about everything, right? It was like you going back to the for you. Obviously, yeah, I'm interested. I want to be. I'm curious about everything, but just certain shit that don't have nothing to do with me. But if you put in 
you know, in your um, in your optimization and your keywords or anything, black, young, down. There's a bunch of shit you could put. That's when, like I I, th- I hit so many different boxes. I I'm not sure how you would <laughs> categorize it to try to you know pull me in. But yeah, there was a very clear and an aggressive effort to say, and then that's why it was very it was obvious that the Kyrie and Kanye thing. The bad what what hurt Kyrie was how close it was to the Kanye stuff. But this idea of yeah, a, like black man makes a mistake. Oh, we're gonna put this shit everywhere. Oh, we're gonna put this shit everywhere. She got. I I, <laughs> I read an article recently, or not? I didn't read the article. I read an article headline recently. Chess grandmaster accused of like years of sexual assault, and apparently like all the different. Um, governing bodies knew about it. And see that shit nowhere on Twitter. Nowhere on my Twitter for you pay. How is that not on my Twitter for you? That's the kind of shit that's for me. That's that's the information, the article that's for me. But somehow, a vi- the video of Takashi Six Nine getting jumped in the bathroom, somehow that made my for you page. That that has nothing to do with me, right? So it's fun. That's again like this this effort to say it's putting you in a box, but it's also like it's putting you in a box. But you think about like somebody being like, uh, you know, the kid who like when when kids see you playing with when like kids see a kid playing with their toy, another kid playing with their toy that they weren't even thinking about. And they're like, that's mine. And then they, they see you playing with maybe another toy and they're like, that's mine, too. And they just keep like or I've had I remember like we used if you would go over. That's why like you got to take kids got to take their own toys to somebody's house because you got kids out here that be like you go over their house to play and they be like, that's my toy. Well, no shit. It's your house. They don't want you to play. They don't want you to actually have fun. They want you to see them having fun. I don't know. I'm I'm uh I'm in that tangent space where like I said, because I, I want to go for fucking two hours. I just know nobody's gonna listen to this for two hours. So let's say <laughs> we might break it, we might break apart too. That again is one of the the more fun things about building your own platform, having your own platform, controlling your own message and your own media is I can yeah, bring the same one when you don't deviate from what you know and what you talk about because you're very serious about what you're talking about this is going to come back without question like this will this will continue to be be a part of the conversation as it has been notice how many times in this episode alone i said pretty sure i mentioned that before or this happened a year ago whatever it may be it's shit that look i ain't gonna change i'm not changing i'm gonna be here your main man the same man that's what i say right but uh, and I do want to I want to touch on this real quick and maybe here I'll leave y'all with this going forward and we'll touch more on Ja and Ye and Kyrie in the next episode on Tuesday. Even though we may be changing up schedule release. Uh, we'll see. We'll know for sure tomorrow. But, I, you know, I was talking about the nepotism and succession and the lack of it. But I, I do believe I said I would be in the same position as we, you know, the my peers, my white peers. And I, when I speak of them, I'm talking about. Uh, you know, the the Silicon Valley tech bros who launched a startup and, you know, they get uh, $20 million in, in seed funding in a Series A round or pre-seed round because they off of a prototype or off of a, an idea. Because I'm like, look, <clears throat> what I've pitched to these investors, it, it'll be, it'll, I love it. What I do love, America's worst nightmare, young black and holding my nuts like cheer. And that's not going to stop. And what will happen is 10, 15 years from now, there's going to be a lot of investors saying or a lot of different, not just investors, but I was I was I was looking recently at some uh, messages 
That's it. And I was like, yo, I could expose some people in the culture. I really could. I there's some people, and when I say expose, I don't mean expose as far as like put them on blast necessarily, but but I I could put them in a different in a maybe in a little different light than they already are. It would it would contradict some of the things that they that they talk about, some of the things that they say. It would contradict though in a way that is like directly opposite, right? Directly against the things that they say. And the reason I bring that up is, you know, like talking about the you know my peers, the individuals who same space as me, probably same level of, of, well, maybe not same level of potential. I won't give them that credit because I have to be twice as excellent. The other thing about being twice as excellent, my natural excellence is twice as excellent. I think that's where we really, we really get lost in it is. I think people don't realize that when you are black in America, there is a, the, the, the specialness that, that you exude, one is such a threat, but it also is so unseen, right? Like it, it's, it's because when you do have somebody who gets to that position, when you do have somebody that is similar, represents what I do, that is like me, you label them crazy or anti-Semitic or a thug or a hoodlum, right? So along those lines, it's this very, I not only have to watch the things I say, I got to I have to make sure I, I either keep a nice set of hats. I got, because so like I have to either keep my hair extreme, like, you know, cut the way it has to be because the second it gets whatever, I got to keep my hair right. All these different, you know, aspects. I got to show up a certain way. I got to leave a certain way. I got to be at the place I'm at a certain way and realize. And again, and I, I think I talked about this before, how last summer I was at, you know, the event I was at where it's very funny to see me being the only black, young black male there, but only one of three black men in general. And then one of like five black people in the entire building or at the entire conference. And Knowing that in that same position, what I would have done had I been, you know, the the CEO real estate agent that was, you know, speaking at the panel and sees the young black brother over there by himself, I'm go I'm going up to him to strike the conversation because I'm like, yo, obviously there's some here that needs. So that's that's what I mean when I say, you know, as far as the crashing the car, we be crashing that motherfucker ourselves too. But it's it's that along the it's understanding that, damn, in a world where my dad continues along the path that he was going, setting up the, the foundation that he was building of owning his own business very successfully already and was only going up from there, right? My stepmom, who was, is successful, was on her path towards success. And they, and I've talked about it before, and I, it's on my Instagram story right now. The family, and I'm, I don't think it says the black family, but your family is, is an economic unit because we live in a capitalist society. But, we, you know, and talking about that network earlier, what better network, what better network than the niggas that know you and are riding for you in every way, right? Like the niggas who are like, yep, I can't let him fail. I can't let this nigga fail. If I fail, if he fail, I fail. We don't have enough of that. But I, I, what, I, what I know and what I recognize that my parents were building before it was taken from them, they were building not only, you know, their success story, their love story, their triumph, but they were building an example for me and my sister, as well as an inheritance, right? I've talked about extensively the lack of success models, the lack of the, you know, successful, affluent, wealthy, um, you know, set up like, okay, we're good. Black families with the two parent household. And the, we don't have, we don't have Brady Bunches. It wasn't until I was 19, 20 years old, and was and didn't watch blackish uh like did a blackish binge and was like one i fucking love this show but two it was the first time since i was seven that i'd seen a love story you know a, a, a relationship 
rooted and based in love that was also successful, again, successful, affluent, was doing the right things the right way, right? But also leaning fully in to their blackness, fully being black and proud. Took me 10 years to see that again. That's a long, that's a long time to go without having representation of divinity. Cause that's what it is, right? Like at that point, it's the, the one and the one and it equals one. It's, it's like 19 keys called the God triarch. He calls it the God triarch. And I love it cause it's true. And I was like, you know, we're not for the conditions of my impoverished black environment. And I speak to the impoverished black environment again, not talking about the slums, even though, you know, straight out the South side of Chicago and even upon moving it didn't, it's not like I was in the, uh, I wasn't in Lantana, right? Not talking about the slum, but talking about that mind state to keep a black nigga dumb. Talking about the mind state that I'm talking about the situation and the environment that takes the seven year old's father from him. And then it's like, well, fuck his single mother who's like, ah, I, you know, I don't want my kid to grow up in the South Side of Chicago in this dangerous environment where his dad was killed three blocks up the road. So we're going to move him out to then in a space where it's only white people and he, no, he don't know nobody here. Different situations, again, the stress testing of it, where at, at no point do I do the woe is me. And I'm far from, I'm also far from the, I don't do the, oh, other people have it worse than me. Or like, don't, like, I don't, I don't compare blessings and I'll compare hardships. I recognize, I appreciate, and I move forward. And I think that's what we all should do. But, you know, upon realizing, like, talking about the slum, talking about that mind state to keep a black nigga dumb. Because that's what it is. It's a, it's a mental state. It's a, it's a mind game. There has been a, we think the stress test is Tyree Nichols. That stress test was less of, because here's the thing, sad to say, but cops killing black kids in America or, you know, black boys, black men in America is, is not a, we're far from, you know, shocked by it, right? The stress test was the video release. It was the way that they fucking teed it up like it was a blockbuster movie release. That's the stress test. Cause this shit to now you want to talk about a buzzword that seems to come up everywhere recently, psyop, psychological operation. Oh my goodness! But you, it, it, it makes fucking sense, right? It makes sense. CIA, like we have all these different intelligence organizations. The 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 way that probably maybe I would I would say since the industrial revolution, but you could even probably go a little bit before that. But probably since the industrial revolution, since the space race, since the Cold War, since that era of of um, you know, a, a the striving for dominance. When when manifest destiny became less about conquering land because you you know land was no longer and more about building and and controlling industry, right? Controlling infrastructure, controlling the different um, spaces, <laughs> including actual space. Things had to stop being because you can no longer do it by force. You you can't you you don't begin. Okay, I tell you this much. You don't win. Um, sorry, no, not win. You don't. You don't get a J.P. and Morgan post slavery. Post slavery, you don't get J.P. and Morgan and the all these different institutions, and you don't get a Ford, a GM, a Chrysler. All these those don't happen through force, through sheer willpower. You have to play the mind game. You have to literally do mind control. You have to do Jim Crow. You have to. Uh, when they, when, when the South, okay. And I'm about to wrap it up because I'm, I'm going through thoughts myself. And like I said, I, I want to continue this on the next episode. Well, and then here it goes. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how to say this, how to say this kind of politically correct, but not politically correct. When 
you can no longer control an individual physically. And I, I say physically when you can no longer actually, you know, put them in chains by law. You can no longer lawfully put them in chains just because you want to. You don't own them anymore. You no longer own a person's willpower. The only way, and that's why it's so important for me to have these conversations. So important for us to have these conversations. It's so important for this to stop being fucking taboo. It's so important for financial education and for mental health and for simply like conversations around love and happiness to be normalized. We keep bringing up this word normalized and, and the shit that we're talking about normalizing is like, shut the fuck up. No, don't normalize that. You be a normal fucking person. How about that? The stuff we need to normalize is family, right? We need to normalize connection. We need to normalize holidays together. We need to go back to eating around the fucking dinner table, right? It's, it's, it's those things that if you as you go along a another thing jay said it is that when we we know this to be true it's in i think any any war book anything you read that has to do with you know like how do you infiltrate an organization from the inside or well, obviously that's how you infiltrate it but how, how do you take down an organization how do you take down from the inside if you can convince the people that they are something that they're not they will con continue to convince the people that come after them not only that they are something that they're not but you you get a self-fulfilling prophecy in such a way that I, I wouldn't say they become that, but they become something maybe not worse, but different. They become something along those lines, right? Like if I, if I, what I, I read that word, Nick, and there we go. Kanye, we're going to end it, man. I told you that should be coming full circle. It don't be on purpose. It just hits that way. If you can convince a group of people that they are what you define as a nigger, you take the word and you just you you you're gonna decide what it means okay and then you decide that nigger means you know is a lack of education is a lack of potential whatever whatever word or you know definition you want to give it a lack of positivity and then generations continue to pass and you're continuing to play these psychological operate these, these mind games and they're, they're you know because what you what you get them to do is you get them to start doing it themselves they they start that's how you get crabs in a barrel right it's evolution. That's how evolution works. That's how biology goes. That 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 programming literally becomes genetic coding and gets pushed down until you have not only have you convinced yourself of your superiority, but you've convinced them of their inferiority. And so the gap the, the gap is widening and widening in such a way that chasm will never be closed unless fuck breaking generational cur curses. We're making generational choices. That's why it's so important that I. Peace, King. Yes, Queen. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. Boss, I love you, man. Brother, how can I help you? How can I help you build what you're trying to build? How can we come together to make some new shit? How can we make this happen as a collective? Because America's worst nightmare in the in the totality is, is more than if I'm saying I'm young, black, and hold my nuts. Like, if we all... <laughs> And what did Kanye said? He said, when a nigga is in a in a cocoon, in a cocoon, and he's or he's cocooning and he's coming out of that shell and reaching intelligence, and he's taking all of his niggas with him. And that is how we reach true power the way the rest of these motherfuckers have. Because they convinced themselves of such a of a narrative and then lived it out. If I tell if, if we, if none of if neither of us know what is and isn't, and we just decide, okay, such is, such is and such does, and such does and such is, then such is. Quacks walks is a duck, right? Because I, I I looked at, again, talking about my parents, generational choices, 
all the right choices were being made financially, morally, socially, etc. But the world around us, the environment, and I won't even say proved to be too strong. That's what my notes say. Proved us, proved to be too strong. Proved to be too strong is, is untrue because again, it's, it's giving too much power to the oppressor. It didn't prove to be too strong. It proved to be too maybe weak. It probably proved it proved to be too volatile. It it showed its ass. It showed its weakness because. In a world where, and that's that's why I, we've talked about this, Nipsey Hussle gets killed outside of his shop. PNB Rock got fucking killed at lunch, I mean, at brunch, breakfast, whatever, with his girl. You got fucking Dolph. You got Vaughn. You got like, the, the Pop Smoke. The amount of names, X. All these different fucking names you can bring up where it's like, yo. I, I, I Look, I said, I told my grandma while, while I was in Chicago that I felt that um, this, what it feels like from the Judas and the Black Messiah soundtrack, that was the modern day, uh, gosh, I can't even think of what song I compared it to. That's kind of wild. Oh, um, what I, feel, if, I was like, it's my modern day, what's going on? And at, toward the end where Jay says, it's funny, Jay keep coming back, right? No, not a coincidence, not ironic at all. Like, it makes sense. He says, killing niggas in your own hood. That makes sense to you at all. Um, yeah, and that's that's what's happened. Like, yo, we we are we got niggas dying, Nipsey dying outside of his fucking store. Like, my dad dying outside of his shop, the the shop he owned. Like, that should be crazy, to man. Like, we're killing in your own, literally in your own hood. That's like a nigga walking in your house and killing you. That's like that, that's definitely that's that's home invasion. So when we, I think when we get back to the and that's but again, it's not a it's not a get back. It's a get up. It's not retribution or, or it's a revelation, right? It's a revival. It's taking back what the enemy stole because all the right choices were being made financially, morally, socially, and still, and still. So how about instead? Okay, fuck it. I think when we stop looking at it as, and that's why I'm so into the, the Renaissance concept. If we stop looking at it as us versus them, we have to, you know, our survival depends on or our, our prosperity depends on us getting from under their thumb or, you know, overtaking whatever, whatever the, the overarching energy or, or viewpoint on it is. I think if we can point more clearly toward more clearly toward our own, again, our own liberation, like it's, it's the it's on the airplane. Like, don't put somebody else's mask on before you put yours on. Like if we I think if we get better at fuck it. That just, just put your mask on. Worry about the other shit later. Put your mask on. Like, start getting your mask on. And then help the nigga to your right and to your left. And then you, whatever. But we need to start putting our own mask on. I think if we all start putting our own mask on at once, like, we just come. But that's what I, it's like, it's funny. And again, like I said, I know I said I was done. And like, we'll, we'll, we'll pull back in. The Million Man March, you know, Selma. I said it. Selma is now. Selma never ended. Right. It, it, what, what, what has hurt us for some time now is the lack of, of excuse me, power players, the lack of voices, the lack of activists. Right. And when I realized when, when the word thought leader first came up to me last summer, I had never really heard of that before. And I was like, wait a minute. Why are all the thought leaders white men? That truly and that wasn't even like a, a black white question. It truly was like, yo, every time I hear the word thought leader come up, you're talking about white people. And then I realized, like the the people who were being called thought leaders, all they their their thought leading was shit. Like it was just inspirational quotes. I'm like, you can't. You they're stealing quotes from Amelia Earhart, reposting it, and then be like, I'm a thought leader. You're not a fucking thought leader. You didn't think. 
you didn't think shit and you didn't lead it you didn't lead a thing we for so long have not had because we have jay yes without question but he sold crap right it was like and, and it look we if you know you know malcolm x detroit red you, you know like you know the history of it it's not that simple but when you're playing a mind game it's simple enough to say mm, 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 mm. when when one of your billionaires used to wear dresses you know when you only have a handful of billionaires to represent and one of them used to wear dress like he made his money wearing dresses it does make it very hard to say that we you know to follow these individuals for in, in certain ways right like masculinity has died as far as the leadership of it the reason masculinity doesn't exist like, when i hear like 19 keys and then all these different individuals talk about masculinity being not no longer present in the present in the culture i think what's interesting about that is i, I disagree at scale because of the thing the reason that they say you know what they talk about you know i don't give i don't too much care about niggas paying their, i'm that's not for me but painting their nails or wearing you know the dresses like the, with thug wearing dresses whatever and if you gay you gay like that okay fine i do have an issue with the lack of leadership amongst men specifically black men i'm like you got you got a bunch of yes men saying yes to yes men and everybody fucking wrong and 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 i think it, it hurts a lot more because and look i'm i this this is one I'm, i'll go ahead and call out i need black women to stop getting with sucking niggas y'all 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 be out here getting with sucking niggas and then being like niggas ain't shit niggas ain't shit niggas ain't shit no sucker niggas ain't shit and that's always been the truth jive turkeys ain't never been you jive turkeys ain't never been shit y'all begin with these jive turkeys and then turn around and be like i don't know what and there's no it's no excuse for the for the guy but it's also this the way we change the model is by instilling the model like you have to build you can only you can only be what you can see well and that's not fair because imagination but you have to be able to imagine you have to be aware of such a thing i just smacked the hell out of a wasp uh yeah you have to be aware of the possibility because that that when they talk about you know the adjacent possible something that uh adam grant present uh i learned from adam grant last year and it was such a cool idea that the idea of the adjacent possible now is like my favorite fucking concept because it's this idea of you get the the information the knowledge the access you know reach the source of one thing and it's like well damn if you have the imagination you now look at it and say okay what whether it be industries whether whether it be um you know different opportunities and possibilities different individuals to connect where you can say okay wait a minute i have this one entity this one item this one uh you know topic and then it's like the the brainstorm like when you do the brainstorm and you're doing um what do they call it? like spider webbing and you web off and you're like okay yep branching 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 but we and it's that branching we can only we have no clue what the fruit may be but if we never plant the seed we'll never know anyway nigga like me i gotta know i gotta know i'm hungry dog ain't y'all hungry ain't y'all hungry come on man ain't y'all hungry i'm hungry for something different i know that much i'm hungry for something different i'm hungry to have to i'm i'm, I'm hungry to, to stop needing to have these conversations i'm hungry to have more conversations that that in 20 years because it's going to take time but in 20 years this is no it, it td jakes was talking about and I, i've been big in td recently he was saying you know this idea of the the uh you know the stories that they were that that were told back in the day it's like 
wait a minute, we're not supposed to be repeating story again, learning from history. We're not supposed to be repeating stories. We're not supposed to be saying, fuck, yep, this is still going on 50, 60 years later, 100 years later. That's not supposed to be how this works. So I, I just when, when we get to the point of, again, it's generational choices. We got to be choice makers, man. We have to be choice fucking makers. Forget breaking generational curses because breaking general. Again, it puts this this connotation, this energy around it that says, you know, they get that gets that will like the power doesn't belong to us. It fucking does. And it, it's like, I, I can't say I don't know who convinced you that it doesn't because I know exactly who convinced you that it doesn't. And that's the issue. Like democracy and this, this again, we're talking about we're all slaves now to change and still power to the people, power with the people, democracy, the power lies in the people and comes from the people. It, 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 that's the old that's top down. That's all the way through, through and through. That is that is true. It's all about the people. Power is derived from the people. And when the people come together, they can take the power. I don't give a fuck about the, the secret families or the cabal. They have to kill me, grandma. I'm not their slave. I, I don't care about the Illuminati. Shit. She, she, shoot. But uh, yeah, man, I, look, this this uh, ended up being much, much longer than I had planned. But also, I guess, you know, I've been gone for a month. So, hell, because I really we had an hour and a half. I could have gone. Who in a mug? Excuse me. So look, man, we this is definitely a, I, I'm. I'm not done with this topic specifically, America's worst nightmare. But man, I mean, that, that just that core truth is so is so important. I think to and that, and that's the thing, because Nina Simone says nothing about America's worst nightmare, right? But what she does say, she says, "You are young, gifted, and black. We must begin to tell our young there's a world waiting for you. Yours is the quest that's just begun." And when Nas says. If the truth is told, the youth can grow and learn to survive until they gain control. Nobody says you have to be gangsters, hoes, read more, learn more, change the globe. The truth was told to me for a long time. The truth, what the truth that was told to me is that you can be black history, is that you are black history in the making. It's that the you know these individuals that we've shown you for so long when when they they only talk about Martin and Rosa and Malcolm in February at school. Okay, well, you can be like, they are extremely important and you can be like them too. You are like them too. You are Malcolm, you are Martin, you are Rosa, right? You are Fred, you are Farrakhan. You are, look, man, you are Nipsey Hussle, you are Jay-Z because we all come from literally, you know, the God particle, we all come from one being, we all come from one space, one entity, one love, one source, right? And especially as far as black creativity goes, black liberation, like that, that that is a spirit right there's a that movement is a spirit it's a spiritual movement there is a spirit within the movement and and because of that there's an understanding that that it's like the holy ghost right and the holy ghost is is the same being whether it's in my body or yours whether the, if it's flowing through the room we're all feeling the same right we're all feeling the same being the same entity the same energy so that is why I'm able to say I am Kanye West. I am Kyrie Irving. I am John Morant. I am Tyree Nichols, right? I am uh, Trayvon Martin. And they are me because at the end of the day, like we are fighting for one thing, liberation, freedom, freedom to choose. Like that, that's what when, again, I, I said it earlier, I think I didn't continue that, but that's what freedom is. Like freedom, I think when we talk about, and that's, that's why it's so fucking, I, one thing I hate the most and I think we all hate it is the way that we've they've tried to convince us that because slavery is over because Jim Crow is over to get past it. 
one, the shit still fucking happened. Like, let's not pretend that we can't pretend that it didn't happen. That's one. But two, it's it's realizing that at no point since have we actually been free, a free people, right? Whether it's through our own, you know, um, yeah, our own holding down, our own captivity, right? Self-captive or our oppressors, quote unquote. At the end of the day, it it, it the mission is freedom. The mission is black liberation. The mission is can we can we make a change like that's literally like yeah like generational change makers can change makers choice makers can we can we choose different that then once we decide and then are actively doing so man the, the you know the the progression and the, the shift because we already again we're already seeing it. it's not something that we haven't been seeing we're not seeing we're seeing it actively and that's the thing is like it's happening in such a way that you want to expedite it you're like fuck okay everybody come on come on come on come on yeah, like I've said before, this idea of like being in the ocean and you're like, look, man, I can we can see the shorts. Come on. Niggas don't want to swim, man. Niggas don't want to swim, man. And and look, niggas don't want to swim. Here's the thing. Once we get to shore, like there's no boats on shore. We're not coming back out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We may come back out. We may come back out in the water. I don't know. But look, man, it was a pleasure. Thank you all for sitting with me. I'm back. I'm not going anywhere. I'm back. We're back for good. Um I know we had talked about interviews and stuff and we the, the chef Lonnie G great interview. That was awesome. Um, I think interviews, I, it's so fucking, I I'm such a perfectionist and an imperfectionist in one body, I'm a perfect imperfection. Like, like Kevin Gates says, I, I so much, yeah, I, I want to wait for interviews for my studio. Until I, Cause I, I do, I mean, I'm like, this is, it's not a podcast. It's a show. And I want it to be much more. I want to get everything fleshed. So, not saying there won't be any interviews, you know, here or, out, or until or for a while, but it just don't expect it to be a an regular thing. It'll pop up. I got some in the in the in the well. Got some people I have to talk to regardless, and then you know, because they're the people that'll be on multiple times and on a regular basis in that sense. Um, so yeah, like they'll they'll be as part of my take calls and recurring guests. So yeah, man, I think if I do say so myself. It's a great welcome back episode. We definitely, we went to the depths of it. Uh, Man, look, I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. Peace. Gonna get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Turn me up in the headphone. Yeah. Trying to get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles Cause anything is possible yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of gold Stack that bread and buy my nose Anything is possible Yeah Trying to get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles Cause anything is possible Oh man, I got a lot of gold Stack that bread and buy my nose Anything is possible Hey. I grind to get a lot of dough and dirt do all the obstacles Cause anything is possible Yeah Oh man, I got a lot of gold Stack that bread and buy my nose Anything is possible Yeah All I know is get paper All I do is shit major Bought a condo on the top floor in the buildings a skyscraper Feeling like I'm Kobe LeBron for the Lakers Feeling like I'm Idris Paul Walker